just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Kelly Richardson Lawson. I'm a mother, a wife, and an entrepreneur. I started the Sunrise Project after our beautiful teenage son attempted to take his own life. Truth is, I'm tired. My husband and I felt despair, isolation, and immeasurable pain. I knew in my heart we needed a place for Black parents to share their struggles, find mutual support, and help our beloved children who struggle with mental wellness, addiction, or both. Each weekly podcast features an expert who shares their knowledge and takes questions from parents and children. Take me to the king. The Sunrise Project allows Black families, like ours, to find comfort in knowing that we are not alone. While the purpose of the Sunrise Project is to share, support, and uplift, this conversation is not a substitute for medical advice. Finding the right healthcare professional for your family's specific needs is crucial. If you do not feel seen or heard, you should speak to more than one professional to find the right fit. Good morning, and welcome again to our weekly Sunrise Project Call. As always, I'm excited and energized that you're all here with us today and hope that we all find a moment of solace and peace as we share and learn and grow together while we work to heal ourselves and our families. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I'm super excited to have back with us this morning, Sylvia High, looking beautiful. Um, Sylvia has been with us several times and has shared such incredible wisdom with us. As you um, may know, she is founder and CEO of Aiming High. She's an author. She's a master coach. She's a development and training strategist and has been doing work in this space for over 30 years. Um, she is a leader and founder of multiple events and conferences. She also leads and hosts conferences like the I Am Woman Conference every September, which is a must attend, um, and things like Supercharge and uh, Momentum Education and on and on and on. She's just a fantastic powerhouse and leader. Um, we've had conversations about trauma, and this morning she's going to share with us ways we can turn trauma into triumph and transition from pain to power. And what we all know, and everybody that's here today, we all have something going on. That's why we're here, whatever that may be. And it may be different for all of us, but at the end of the day, there's an underlying undercurrent of trauma um, for most of us. And so Sylvia is here to ask questions to share with us how we can move through this and overcome some of the pain that we may be feeling. And uh, we're just delighted to have you back, Sylvia. Thank you for being here with us. And I'd like to turn it over to you now. Oh, thank you, Kelly. And uh, I'm glad to be here. We're all in it together. That's not um, a nice cliche, but we really are all in this life together. So I'm glad to be here. And uh, the biggest and most important job on the planet is parenting. You know, uh, it's the one thing that all the books that tell you what to do, there's really no formula to what to do. Because uh, when I think of us as human beings, I always have us like 
look at our fingerprints like that. And with a billion plus of us on the planet, there's no duplicates, <laughs> no two alike. So since there's no duplicate, every child is different. And I think back on uh, my mother and she has four children and she did not raise any of us the same, none of us. And that's not an easy thing necessarily to navigate because there's so many things that can come into play. One child thinking the other child is being favored and it's not that, we're just different. Like with me, I was a scary cat and what my mother thought meant the most to me. So she could just look at me and I would jump to please her and make sure I was doing what she wanted me to do. My sister, you had to prove it to her, right? I don't know that as parents, we stop enough to really give ourselves enough acknowledgement of the magnitude and the complexities and the difficulties and the rewards and the challenges of what it means to be a parent. So I think that is one of the key things that if we don't do anything else, and especially when you're dealing with trauma with your children, we turn that on ourselves. I think we want to spend more time thinking about, you know what, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm dealing with one of the biggest and most difficult jobs on the planet. So I want all of you just to stop and acknowledge that for yourselves this morning, right? And so as I was thinking about trauma, I can only come from one place that I am grounded in and rooted in that I personally find, other than my relationship with God, where I find myself able to navigate consistently above my circumstances when I'm dealing with challenges, trauma, difficulties, hard times, is I go to transformation, right? And why is that? And those of you that have heard me before, is that transformation by far is one of the most powerful things that exist on the planet. And why is that? Is that when you and I as human beings embrace transformation, we are actually um, empowered to shift the things that don't align with what we desire for ourselves and what we see and envision for ourselves. The other thing that makes transformation so powerful is that your entire life can be different, but not one fact has to change. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Now, how is that? Is because it's an inside out job. When we actually alter our relationship with a person, place, thing, or circumstance, our actual experience of the thing shifts. Although all of those things remain the same. And when our experience of a thing shifts, then our lives shifts. So most of what I'm gonna do this morning is just ask us to ask ourselves some questions. And the good news about this is the serenity prayer. I think the answer is so grounded in that, especially when you're dealing with another human being. You know, we are, most of us here have had careers. We're used to being able to make things happen move a project along, you know, get to a destination, fulfill something. But those are just that project. You know, the paper can't move. You put the paper down and it stays there until you pick it up again. But when you're dealing with human beings, that is a constant moving target. You can't determine or dictate that, yeah, I've said this, we've agreed upon this, now it's done and finished. That, that changes, and especially when you're dealing with mental, emotional illnesses, addictions, et cetera, the relationship with the word is not the same. Integrity is probably non-existent in some cases. So that can be like even more traumatizing, just the fact that 
we get set up. It feels like a setup over and over and over again. And then because who doesn't want to believe for the good for their children, right? And uh, we think, okay, this is it. And then it blows up again. So how do we keep going uh, when those things happen? And uh, where do you find strength and power? And I think it's probably not a person on here that doesn't turn to God or prayer or some greater being in me, in my case, it's God in prayer to find strength. But I looked at the serenity prayer and I've looked at that and heard that my whole life. But, you know, I was thinking about the trauma piece and all that you're going through and I've gone through in my life. And I said, okay, let's take a talk about it. God grant me the serenity. If we, that is a powerful request. Serenity means, and I, I don't know why I was compelled to look it up for today. It's stillness. So we're saying, God grant us the stillness, quietness. That's what serenity, the definite. God grant me the quietness. Peace of mind is another definition for serenity. God grant me the peace of mind. Composure. God grant me the composure when I feel like I'm going insane and I'm going, thank you. God grant me the composure that I need during this insane time. Serenity. You'll love this one. State of being calm. God grant me the state of being calm. Untroubled. That seems like an impossibility when you're dealing with some of the trauma that you're dealing with. But that is what we're asking for when we say, God grant me the serenity. And when I looked at that, I was like, Lord, because peace is um, priceless. We know that. Because things, how many of us have had things where all was well, but you were troubled about it. You couldn't enjoy it because the peace had escaped you, you know, and uh, I can get kind of anxious about things. And so I know that if I, and, and life is going good and amazing things are happening, but if I'm anxious and I don't have my peace, then what's the point? It's number one to me, it's number one because you can have all kind of amazing things, but without peace, you can't even enjoy it, right? So I ask when you pray the serenity prayer that we heighten our intentions around what we're asking and, and, and tap into one of those pieces that stand out for you. For some of you, it might be, you know, grant me the composure because you can feel that you want to go to 2000 or you want to pop their neck or whatever the case may be, or you're losing your mind. Just grant me the composure. So I think we want to think about that. The other piece of it is the courage to change the things that we can change. Now that sounds, you know, when I hear it, okay, great. But I start thinking about the courage it would take. So where is it that you need courage to do some things that you don't want to do? I have a dear friend um, that evicted her son. I took courage. But she had become a prison. We just, she's in the supercharged training. And uh, she was saying she's got her PhD in, in psychology. Get this, you all. And could not get this thing straightened out with her son, no, with all of her training and all of her education. And so it went on before she took the training. She's, you know, been calling and we've been talking. And it took her more courage than she knew she had to actually evict her son. So what are some of the things that you're gonna to need to have courage for? You know, is it to change perhaps some of your value systems? Some of the things I said to you all before, looking at who am I raising? You know, a grief is there because a lot of us agree what trauma, what traumatizes a lot of parents is when we're now grieving the child we thought we had and the future of that child we thought was gonna happen does now becoming more and more apparent that it's just your dream. And the reality of that is mm, getting dimmer and dimmer. So how do we you know, deal with that? What is the courage that we're gonna need? What's the new thinking that you might need to embrace? Um, are you still valuing a certain kind of education for your child? And now you need to have the courage to let them be different than who you want them to be. Um, so courage is going to be 
really important. Are there people even in your life that uh, right now you might need to create some boundaries because being with them re-traumatizes or bring it to the forefront for you more than you actually want to deal with. So that takes courage. Are, are there conversations that you need, difficult conversations that need to be had other than the child that you're dealing with, but other people in your life, your circle that you haven't had? Maybe people crossing boundaries and giving suggestions and being, you know, sidebar therapists, and you really don't want their suggestions. And that causes unnecessary trauma. So I want you to ask yourselves right now, what are some of the things that I actually, based on results of what is occurring now with me and my family, and it's called your family for a reason, your family, your children, like, what are some of the things I need to be more courageous about outside of dealing just with the child that's having the problem and the challenge, but with people in your life? So I ask you to ask yourself that. What are some of the courageous things that you want to now do that perhaps, and, and you know you need to do, but you haven't been able to do it on your own? Maybe you got to get courageous enough to ask for support. And um, that's hard to do because there's so much shame and guilt and shoulda and woulda and coulda. And no matter how you know in your logical mind that it's not your fault, somehow we keep bringing it back to being our fault. Where did I miss the mark? Why did this happen? You know. So that's one of the things that um, I thought about in a, quite a, a bit of depth when I thought about the serenity prayer. And then um, the wisdom <laughs> we can get, and this is going to sound, we can get real crazy, almost stupid around, you know, thinking that we can be these super women or super men. And it just, you got, we got to get, I can't change it. This is something that I cannot do. So knowing the wisdom, knowing the difference, which brings me back to uh, one of the tools that I use quite a bit. And I shared this with you all before, but I'm going to share it again. So in life, life happens. People, you know, I have this saying, as long as life keeps lifing and people keep peopling and the world keeps whirling, there's some count honorables, things that you can count on, sunshine and pain, joy and pain, trauma and peace, right? Good times, bad times. It's part of this thing called life. And I think for a lot of us, it me, at least for me, my mom used to call me pink bubble. I had had a very fortunate life. So things went well for me most of the time in school, if I decided, and just in life, if I decide something's going to happen, 99.9% .9 of the time, it goes my way. And when things would not go my way, I would be more traumatized than what a person should be because I had an expectation that things should go the way I think they should go. And literally, I had to learn to deal effectively when things don't go the way that I want them to go. Trauma for me, I get angst up, worked up, obsessive, obsessive, obsessive over the thing, rehashing, rehashing, when I really need to stop and use wisdom and break it down. What is it that I can change? What is it that I cannot change? And use the wisdom there and work on what I can and then that's where the power of surrender comes in, surrendering around the things that I cannot. And what has helped me with that is when I can manage my emotions and my mind. And the tool I use right now consistently with myself in an upset. Okay, Sylvia, take a deep breath. Literally breathing is all of our friends. And at the point of the upset, at the highest peak of the current trauma, got to take that deep breath and then ask yourself, all right, what's actually happening here? In other words, what are the facts? All right, they didn't come home, might be the facts. The next column is what are my beliefs about that fact? Oh my God, they're out there using drugs. They could be laying in the middle of the street, blah, 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 blah. You know, 
we just start with, but that is our belief. From there, so now that I know the facts, here's my beliefs, what are my feelings? I'm overwhelmed and then I'm sick to my stomach. You gotta look mentally, emotionally and physically, what are you actually feeling about what is going on? I call this locating myself, right? So what are the facts? What are my beliefs about these facts? Now, how is those beliefs driving what I'm feeling right now? I'm overwhelmed, I'm anxious, I'm afraid, I'm petrified, I'm pissed, I'm whatever it is. Get connected with your feelings. Then here's where the real power, our point of power is always at this point of choice. And this is always available to us. Now, let me say this, I am not trying to oversimplify this. And, uh, ignoring the difficulty of that this is your child, your flesh and blood, your DNA, right? So I am not saying that this is necessarily easy. I am, however, I have a strong bias around how effective it is. So the next step, this choice gives you access to freedom or constriction, madness or peace, and it's intentional interpretation of the situation. So you have to actually ask yourself at that point, you know, okay, how do I get to look at this in a way that I can at least hold on to some peace in this moment at the very least? And then ideally from there taking some effective steps, right? So how do we interpret it? And I share with you all the trauma I had years ago. I've only been in love twice. You know, I've had a lot of encounters, kissed a lot of frogs, but in love twice once in college and now with the person that I'm married to and the college fiance was murdered and I witnessed the murder and needless to say traumatized at the next level to the point that I just thought I can't even see how I could be here on the planet right with this you know I'm 25 you know how you are about love then it's even different in a different state of mind or a different age so extremely traumatized by that and relive the trauma the nightmares it was like an ongoing movie in my head forever and ever that was another issue so I'm going to talk about two sides of it so I had to get support there like therapy talk to somebody professional about helping me not have that be a reoccurring thought but uh the immediate practical thing that happened I have my mother to thank for this forever because she was reaching like a lot of you reaching now. And I know she was petrified because I did everything I can't. I judge people now when I see them at funerals acting the way I act at this particular funeral. So my mother was, I realized now traumatized inside of my trauma. And in a very quiet, calm way, she said to me, she said, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Mama is so sorry. Then she hit me with this but you probably should consider yourself blessed. I married your father. I ran his bath water every day. I shined his shoes, this is all true. You all went to school every day with fresh squeezed juice. She used to hand squeeze our juice every morning. She was a stay at home mom. She said, and I've never been loved the way you've been loved. Consider yourself blessed. Now, I didn't know what she had done for me in that moment, it did give me immediate access to gratitude. But fast forward now to my life, that is a tool that I use now that is called intentional interpretation. So I went from, oh God, how could this be happening to me? We have picked out our car, we have picked out our house, we have picked out our wedding date, and how could this possibly happen? And from that trauma, I inter intentionally interpret it from a place of gratitude. Did it hurt? Yes. Was I still devastated? Yes. Was I overwhelmed? Yes. But what it did was gave me hope and it gave me gratitude and it had my heart heal so that I could love again and could trust again. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed.
I actually forgave the murderer. I did become his friend, like you read about those stories. But I began to pray for him and his family. One of the most freeing things that has ever happened. Forgiveness, unforgiveness is like eating the poison and expecting somebody else to die. So not easy, but I did it. And I became a free woman from that moment. I was a young woman, 24, 25 years old. But that was the beginning and that was an intentional interpretation. And then as I've gotten older, I've even gone back and reinterpreted that situation to a higher level. The bullet could have hit me. It was random. I thank God for my life, you know, that it wasn't me. I'm not glad it was him, but I must be honest. I'm certainly glad that it was not me. So telling the truth when it's not pretty, and that's a truth of mine. And then I, I made some demands spiritually. I, it, it grew me spiritually with God. And I then learned that God, the words in the Bible for me went from conceptual to literal. And I took God as a literal God. I said, listen, you said, I said, you left me here for a reason. And since you left me here, I want a rich, full, fulfilling life. And that was within the six months of this kind of trauma. So finding your way spiritually there. And um, for me, that's a big one. It can, it can, and I, I, in, in the description, there was something that said, you know, when it looks like a dead end, well, we don't allow yourself to ever say dead end. That was in, and I know we were just doing our promo piece, but that struck me because dead end would indicate that there is no hope. And if there's no hope, you can't access joy, you know, and it's just, it spirals down. Loss of hope will take you into quicksand versus keeping your hope no matter what it looks like. It will keep you at the very least above the quicksand. I tell you, I, I was going through my television, remote control, just going through. And America's Got Talent came on the other night. And I don't know what made me stop. It's not a show that I watch, but I stopped and watched it. And it was very, uh, one. this woman was on there that looked like Twiggy to me. Little short haircut, thin, very beautiful. And um, Simon asked her, what are you gonna sing? And she says, I'm gonna sing an original song. And the name of the song is, It's Okay. So, you know, it's uh, a pretty, little short lyrics just it's okay it's okay it's okay it's that was the main words in that song so Simon asked her well how did you come up with this song what makes you want to sing it's okay she says well I have cancer and this is one of the things that I wrote this song during this time and uh, so he said well go for it blew the house down and it was not a pity cry I mean I'm crying everybody in the audience is crying and it was not from what she had said. It was that the song was that piercing. Then at the end of this, um, I know Simon probably wish he had not asked this question, but it was also very empowering. He says, well, how are you now? She says, well, I have cancer in my spine. I have it in my liver. I have it in, and she named another place. I can't remember the third place, but you can imagine. He went like this, and so did I in my chair. She says, but I learned that you can't wait till everything's okay to be happy. I'm okay, even though my body's not okay. I was like, it called me forth. And it had me look to see, you know, where am I, you know, now giving up or making myself a victim of the situation, right? And it's overused, but you have to declare on the front end, I am a victor, even you know, I'm going to be victorious. I will win before you get to the other side of this thing. Declare that your children are going to be okay. Maybe not your version of okay, but they're going to be okay before you see it. And one of the things I teach, um, you have to see it before you see it. You got to see it before you see it. You know, faith says what it says about it, you know, believing in things before you, however, you know, y'all know the scripture I'm trying to say right here. But in my language, and this is different than visualizing, y'all, I'm talking next cut, like relentless, won't let that part go. 
if nothing else, you can't define beyond that, but my child is going to be okay. They should live long and emotional. They should live long and they're going to finish strong. Let that be your mantra. There's times when it will seem, especially if you're the logical analytical mind and you want to go just with the facts, you're going to have to like uh, squash the facts and stay with your spirit. And, and keep speaking over it and speaking over it and speaking over it. You can't force it. You can't make them, but you can surrender to this is where I stand. If you're going to be immovable and unshakable, be unmovable and unshakable in your hope and in your positioning around what the outcome will be. The second I will say, a uh, thing I'll say about this, don't see them as they are see them as they will be you know see them in their glory regardless of what's in front of you so i ask you to do that with your children because people do rise to what we expect and now with a history of the addiction the lying the drugs whatever the story is that starts to take on the bigger focus that becomes the bigger picture is the dominant thing when you've got to yes not ignore what's going on but at the same time keep the vision of the possibility of what they can be again different again than what you perhaps wanted but healthy and whole again at the forefront of your mind so we can never allow ourselves to say dead end you can't give up hope Hope is your savior. It's the lifeline. It's the, it'll keep us going when we'd rather not, right? And uh, so I think it's much deeper than visualizing. Actually see it before you see it. And if you think in your own lives, and it's different again when we're dealing with projects and goals and we're, when we're dealing with people, but anything where we've set ourselves to um, just not gonna have it be any other way, and that's the power of intentions, which is another thing I talk about, is clear intentions. When you have a clear intention, you know, we'll figure out the mechanism. And you may have to try this one, and that mechanism didn't work, 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 this counselor didn't work, this camp didn't work, this therapist didn't work. But when you have a clear intention, that they will survive and they will live, then you'll find more innovative ways than you haven't even thought about yet, that you don't even know about yet, will become another opportunity to stand with them and for them. You can't do the work for them. You can stand with them and for them. But that's where that wisdom piece comes. The part you can't do is you can't do it for them, but you can stand with them forever and you can stand for them forever. You can't do the work for them though. And that's the hard part because we would rather just scoop them up and do it and get it all done and back to good again, right? So that's another thought that I had that I thought would be good to think about. Yeah, you know? And then, you know, redefining being willing to let go and life and look at the life that you have now and be willing to author that life versus trying to have the life that you have now fit into the life that you had already authored. We're always authoring everything and all of us had authored something and now the script is not going the way you wrote it. So be willing to, in the current life that you have, what can I author right now that will have me be powerful and empowered in this. There's something that I teach. It's called disempowered and empowered breakdowns. So whenever we're in a breakdown, there's two ways you can go. A disempowered way to deal with the breakdown or an empowered way. So a disempowered, so that the, the top line is something happened, okay? So something happened. Now, Everything that we do in life, after something happens, after that, it's an interpretation. Everything. That's where the power of choice comes in. Every way that we are is a choice. Everything that we do is a choice. 
even choosing not to choose is a choice. Even in trauma, please hear me. Even in heartbreak, even in overwhelm, even in me witnessing a murder, guess what? I had a choice around my interpretation. Not easy to swallow, but I need you to hear me. Every way that we are is a choice. Everything that we do is a choice. And choosing not to choose is a choice. And we have the gift of free choice, free will. In my world, we call it interpretation, all right? So something happened, the kid didn't come home, they started using drugs, somebody was murdered in my case. So we interpret. Where most of us go, because this is what we've been taught, when we have a breakdown, we start to look to see who or what we can blame. With parents, with your children, you usually go right to self. The next thing that comes up in that interpretation is called, this is the disempowered version, by the way, you all, is guilt and justify. You know, I've got, um, you know, you start running the guilt train, or then you come up with a thousand justifications about why this thing happened, right? Shame, and I know this is a big one for parents with their children. Shame is another way that we, is a, a part of a disempowered interpretation. And the fourth one that is a part of the disempowered interpretation is I have to be right. So you're finding a way to make yourself right in the circumstance, disempowering. Now here's the empowered version. Something happened, child used drugs, somebody was murdered, whatever the case may be. We interpret. The second step though, after the interpretation, we own and acknowledge what happened. Not blame. They did not come home. We had a fight. I said X. It's just the facts of the situation minus all of the shooting. The third is you look at what worked, what didn't work, what's missing. You know, what worked is I sat down and talked to them before they left. We had an agreement about it. What didn't work is I didn't really think about how many times they've lied and the fact that I'm asking somebody that has an addiction right now to be in integrity. What's missing is I'm not really facing up to the current child. I'm dealing with the old child that I had versus the, the child that I have now. So that would be an example of what's missing. I'm not operating in reality, okay? Then the second step, if I'm gonna go to the disempowered side again, is be right. It's the second step. We're always going to be right. See, I told you so. I told you. 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 It's especially when you've poured in. <laughs> see, I tell my stepdaughter, which is not my stepdaughter, but she, you know, I didn't give life to her. I said, see, the difference is in you and your biological mother and your biological father, they don't have any cutoff point. I do. And my stuff is conditional. I can't pour into you and give and do and bend over backwards and open doors for you. And then you go through the door and then you blow up the place that I gave you access to. I got a problem with it. So I know that that's an area that I had to work on is that I'm going to be right. And I will tell you, I told you it does not work. They already know. Every one of them already know. Even inside of addictions, you make up stories about it and lie to yourself, at some level, they already know everything that you told, told them. So you have to ask yourself, is it more important to be right or do you go to the empowered version? You reconnect to the goal. You keeping your goal senior. My child shall heal. That's gotta stay first. Keep reconnecting to the goal. What is the goal? I, use, I have to use this in my marriage all the time. Do I want to be right or do I want to get what I want? <laughs> and if I want to get what I want, I definitely can't tell him. I can't come with the masculine energy, you know, the boss lady energy. And, you know, but let me just come on and bring that feminine power to the place and everything I want ends up exactly the way I want it. So I could be right or I could keep my goal senior. Right. And last one, we move the finish line. That's a disempowered when we'll move it. We keep moving it around. 
Responsible is the empowered version. And this is what you get to ask yourself. Who do I need to be right now? Who do I need to be? We go to the second step first that you go to what do you need to do? Mm -mm. First step is who do I need to be? Then from there, what do I need to do so that I can have what I need to have? And I just did it yesterday with, with my husband. It was a hot mess because it's, I won't even give you all the details of it, but you know, we go back and forth over this housekeeper that we have and a whole bunch of stuff. And so I got into like a tizzy with him about it. And then I said, girl, stop acting like this. You know, he's going to say that every single time. Why are we getting it? It's just the two of us in this house. I don't understand. And why are you getting the carpet done the same day that you got the cleaning people? I know him. He's analytical and he wants to think through it logical. So why am I going back at him like that? And I just hugged him. I said, just come on. Now you just want to make your wife happy, don't you? And I can't take it another day. Yeah, all right, wifey, go ahead. I said, now just go on and give me a good old kiss. And you know, so I start being what? Loving instead of combative. I was combative on the front end of the, in an instant, everything was back to this, right? So be, ask yourself, what are they, who do they need me to be? And sometimes it is to be tough. Sometimes it is to like, look them in the eye. I remember when my mom said to me, look, I lost my mind the first semester of college. I had never seen that many black people in my life until I went to Atlanta, I went to Clark. So partying was first and school was second. So my GPA, I should be embarrassed to tell y'all, but I think I got like a 1.9 if I'm an honor student to 1.9 my first semester. And it was the way my mother said it, that I knew there was no second chance. She said, if I see anything that remotely looks like what I just saw here. I can't use her language. Your blank is coming home and you get a GD job and forget college. And honey, I've been on the Dean's list ever since. I partied like a crazy woman, but I figured out how to do both, right? But she had to be that way with me in that moment. Sometimes you gotta be loving. Sometimes you gotta be, you know, the tough love, but who do I need to be? It's the question. You're getting ready to go into the biggest presentation of your life with the biggest moguls on the planet. This deal means the most to you than any deal you've ever done before. Don't ask yourself first about the presentation and what you need to present. You need to ask yourself who you need to be while you're doing that presentation. Empowered, bold, innovative, creative, the child, loving, understanding, tough, whatever it is. But stop, breathe, who do I need to be, what I need to do so that we can have what I want to have. So that works, you know, with trauma, all kinds of things. So I think I should stop right here and see if anybody have any questions. So it was really, I mean, I, um, I was taking copious notes and I just appreciate everything you said it was like it was speaking to me this morning. And I think mm -hmm. many other people. Um, mm -hmm. And I love like declaring where our children will be. And staying focused on that, I think that was really powerful. They will live long and finish strong. That was awesome. So thank you for everything yeah. you said. And I do want to make sure we have time for people to ask questions. But this is super helpful, super, super helpful, Sylvia. Thank you. And um, just the definition of trauma, you all. Go back and read it. And then you'll give yourself some more grace. I looked up trauma. It's, it's no joke, Right. When I looked it up, it's disturbing experience. It's emotionally shocked, distressed, strained, pain, agony, torture, trouble, uh, anxiety, burden, hardship, trial, sorrow, grief, headache, heartache, nightmare, suffering, disturbance, disruption. Just to, when you really think about it, that's no joke. But what I do know is every one of us, trauma is something that we are recovering from on a daily basis. That's the other thing. We all have some kind of trauma, not as severe as what you're dealing with with your children, but we're traumatized sometimes in traffic. They said no to the deal. You thought you were gonna do a good job on the presentation, you didn't do so great. So we wanna know that we're more resilient than we think 
and we've recovered throughout our lives from lots of different trauma, but it's a one day at a time. I think the AA people got that right. It's a one day at a time. And depending on how severe the trauma is, is one day at a time. And understand that there's wounds there and there's scars there and certain things can reignite the wound in a second. So I think if you stay connected to the fact that there is some scarring and tenderness there, so you're triggered a lot more easily and it can erupt uh, quicker because those residuals are there. Whoever caused oh, yeah. the trauma or whatever caused the trauma, what I want you to know, you didn't deserve it. Mm. Even though it happened, you don't deserve it. And sometimes we fall in the trap to thinking that. Okay, go ahead. What so, were you going to um, ask? One of our callers says, um, I want my child to get vaccinated. She is running in these streets. Is it wrong for me to say to, to them, I won't watch your child until you get vaccinated? This situation is creating anxiety for me. So I don't know what to do. That's so a hard one. child and they want them to get vaccinated. And it looks like they watch their the grandkid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the grandkid. Mm. That's a no one can tell you how to navigate that. You got to decide. Like I am um I'm COVID sensitive. Let me put it to you that way. So people are no longer wearing masks and I still wear masks when I'm in a large group of people, right? So ask yourself, you know, what are the boundaries? I that's the 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 stress that it was causing me. I can't, I can't handle it. You know, I get too obsessive compulsive. I go back to the extra hand washing. I'm not comfortable. I'm anxious. So I, I, mm-mm. so well, for me, like you're saying, tell her or him, she's got to stay to her own too, but she's got to now the, the, the thing is though, with the mother and the, can you really stand by it? Cause you don't want to become like a, the little wolf girl, right? The, the cry wolf and nobody listens. So don't make that, don't make the threat or don't make the demand if you can't stand behind it. I would wait until I had enough umption in myself to say it and mean it. Say what you mean, mean what you say. Because if you say it and you don't, and then your heart, you know, is pulling at your heart chakra and you let them back in, then you're reinforcing the behavior. I would manage myself, not say it, unless I'm absolutely sure that I could stand by what I'm saying. That's what I will, I will wait unless she knows she's managing sure she self is the biggest part. Like you mm-hmm. said, the managing of self and our, our own emotions and trying to go back to how you opened up today, which was so powerful on each of the words, the serenity and the courage. That's really powerful. But then also standing and having boundaries, you said. Yes. Critically important. Gotta have them. Mm-hmm. But They're hard to home. keep. Mm-hmm. They're hard to keep with loved ones. Ooh, yeah. I wish I had uh, done that. <laughs> anyway, does, does we anyone... do the best we can. You, you know, we are who we are. I am who I am. I'm a softy and I know it. You are softy. And so, you know, our bark is way bigger than our bite and you just have to work on toughening up. No beat up though. It's just a fact. I have a tender heart. I'm generous by nature. I just give. I'm a giver. Own that, Kelly. And now I got to start really working on standing strong and cutting off certain things. Yeah. And give yourself some grace. Everybody on here, grace, 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 grace is your best friend. One last thing I want to say in the in our notes, it said the idea of starting over. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did I write here? Starting over or starting again. That evokes the past. Starting over and starting again evokes the past. So I would invite you not to start over and not to start again. But what would it be to start anew? I I think you got to ask yourself, what hasn't happened yet that wants to happen? Start anew. What haven't we imagined? What haven't we thought about? Uh, That would be, because when you do that, you put yourself right back into history Mm. and it evokes more of the history versus let's start anew. Let's create something different together. Might be a place to consider or try. 
Love that. Oh, so powerful. I was thinking as you were talking, something clicked for me in that starting anew. So I'm going to explore that today. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Thank you enough. Um, you shared so many gems again with us this morning. Every time you're with us, mm-hmm. I learn something new and I um, challenge myself to pivot my thinking uh, or have a paradigm shift. I'm going to yeah. try it today. We'll see You Fantastic. know, when Fantastic. Kyle comes home, if he comes home, you know, I'm going to yeah. say, how do I want to show up? Which, mm-hmm. I'll, which will be different than how I have been showing up. So mm-hmm. we'll Good. see how that goes. I'll let you know. Um, well, I want to acknowledge the courage of all of you beautiful parents. Love it. Okay. Well, thank Love you, you guys. Thank you. God bless everyone. Kelly Chapman is going to close us out with a quick prayer. Um, okay, like you, she Kelly. does every week. She's phenomenal. And thank you again. Lord, we say thank you. You yes. are good and your mercy endures forever. While we have seen and experienced the peaks of parenting, we have experienced the valleys as well. Many of us remain in the valley. But today, Lord, we say thank you because we know that you called us and blessed us to become parents. Mm -hmm. And we know that those that you call, you equip. We thank you for the strength, the composure, the resilience, and this opportunity today for growth and transformation. So today we stand before you, God, pliable and open, awaiting your help, trusting your guidance, and relaxing in your love for us. Help us as the wise counselor, Sylvia High said, to locate ourselves and to operate from the point of power. This is the point of choice, the point of interpretation. Mm. Today, we choose not to be right. Today, we choose peace. We thank you in advance. In your son's name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Kelly. Amen, Kelly, so powerful. Thank you for that, Kelly. And thank you, Sylvia, again for being oh, here. So um, really blessed us today. Thank you, everybody, for being here. We'll be back next week. I'm Kelly Richardson Lawson, and you've been listening to the Sunrise Project podcast. You can follow Sunrise wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, open your podcast app and follow this show. Join us next week for another gathering of support. Thank you for listening. If you or someone you know is struggling with mental wellness challenges, contact your doctor, NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, or both. You can reach NAMI's helpline at 800-950-6264, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Time, or email at info at NAMI.org. Volunteers are working to answer questions, offer support, and provide practical next steps. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. <laughs> It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed.